fuck, he sounds desperate. So if there is a time for him to push, and I think that's why he's getting so desperate, because like now's the fucking time. Talking about game planning and all this type of stuff and all that, it's like, yeah, all right, mate, you did good, but you know, I've got power, I've got all that type of stuff, and then you ain't gonna, you know, you ain't gonna outwork me. I'll squash the germ. Welcome back to the Triple C and the Schmo Show, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls, and children of all ages. He's Triple C, I'm the Schmo, and we're in person for episode two. Exciting, Schmo. Excited to be here in your hometown, man. Just excited, man. Let's get this ball rolling. Yeah, let's get it rolling. Now, talk to the Schmo for a second, man. Why so angry right off the bat? You know why? Because Alexander, the average, the, it's, he's not taking me serious, Mo, and I have a problem with that. I really do. Well, that's why we're starting off with this gold medal moment. It's our opening segment with Alexander Volkanovsky, because you're right, Triple C. He was sitting in that exact same seat on the Schmozone Disgusting, podcast. man. Last Disgusting. week, man. And the Schmo asked him, man. We asked him about how he sees you as an opponent. He respects you and all that. And the Schmo showed you that clip. How do you feel about all that? Uh, you know what? This is the thing, Schmo. He respects me, but I also feel he's afraid of me. That's ultimately what I feel like. I th- I think there's nobody left. You're gonna fight. Well, you're gonna fight Max Holloway again. You're gonna beat him again. Who's next? Who's next after that? Nobody. You know, there's one man. You want to stay active? There's one man that wants to fight. That wants to fight you. And his name is Triple C. It's plain and simple. He's talking about. He's talking about. You know what? So who wants to the right timing and blah 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 this and that. But you know what, Shmo? I see it a little bit different. I think I should skip the line completely. You know why, Shmo? Because I deserved it. Because I am one of one. It's not George Masvidal. I am one of one. And I believe that rightfully so. I believe that I can go in there and I can just take him out. I don't got. I don't need a tune up fight. I want you, Alexander, the average, and I want you six feet under. So what about all the other featherweight prospects, the Giga Chikatsis, he's calling them out, and he says those guys are waiting in line. Do you not care, man? You no, go ahead I, I really don't care because it's my career. You know what I'm saying, Shmo? It's my career, and I feel like the matchups, I feel like my credentials, my accolades speak louder than my words. Like in reality, if you really sit down and think about the history that I've done, Becoming the youngest history and uh, to win the Olympics in 2008, I was 21 years old. Beating the greatest mixed martial artist of all time with the most title defenses, 11, and beating him. And then going on a rampage and knocking out TJ Dillashaw on EPOs, knocking out Marlon Marais, knocking out Dominic Cruz. Why wouldn't you want to give me that, that, that title fight? It, to me, it makes perfect sense. I talk a lot of shit. Why don't you shut me up, Alexander? The average. I'm right here, dude. What's up? You want to stay active? Talk is cheap. Giga could wait. All these people could wait. I'm the real fight. You're two inches telling me. Congratulations, shorty. Let's make it happen. So are you saying right here, right now, that you're not willing to take a number one contender fight to get the opportunity to fight? Absolutely not. I am entitled. I am entitled to fight whomever it is that I want to fight. As long as he says, I want to fight Triple C. Once he says, I want to fight Triple C's, that's it. We will send over the contract. We will make it happen. And that's it. And we will both make money. How about that, you little shrimp? So let me ask you this. How many fights are technically left on your contract before you retire? 
Uh, I believe three to four. I think I believe three fights actually. Okay, so three fights. Now talk to the schmo for a second. Obviously, GSP coming back and beating Bisping for the middleweight title, it didn't help your cause here. If Uncle Dana said to you, Triple C will give you the fight with Volkanovski, yeah. but we don't want you to retire off the bat. Are you willing to defend the title if you win? I it? am willing to defend it. I am not GSP. I will say something about this. I'm gonna hurt some of you Canadians. GSP came back. He cherry picked. He cherry picked. Michael Bisbee. Who the hell have I ever cherry-picked? As a matter of fact, I'm an underdog against this guy. GSP wasn't even an underdog with Michael Bisbee. How are you going to come back after a three-, four-year layoff and not be the underdog? You know why? Because he cherry-picked. The differences between me and GSP is I'm not cherry-picking. I won Alexander right now. He had an amazing performance. I fought Demetrius Johnson when he uh, when he did that flying arm bar and everybody thought he could walk on water. I beat him right after that fight. It's the same shit. Here's Schmo. Alexander, the average. Alexander Strokonovsky. What's up, dude? That's all, you, that's all you have to say is I want to fight Henry Cejudo and we all make money and you're going to take that L. Plain and simple. So you heard it here, folks. He's willing to come back. You get the Volkanovski fight, and you're willing to fight again afterwards. Of Defending course, the of course, man, of course. You know me, man. I'm greedy. I'm greedy, Schmo. What, what, what do you like the sound of Cinco C? Cinco C. Hey, man, it works out well for Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, man. Cinco C. Egg. Hey, that's marketing maybe 101. We, egg, maybe we defended in Cinco de Mayo. Okay, How about man. that? Oh, Hey, you're a hot commodity, Triple C, because let's go to the silver medal moment. No secrets now, man. You're training with Wei Li. Zhang Wei Li. Let me tell you she something. She came to the United States to fight. Ready? She's training with you, Triple C. What's it been like, man? Oh, man. It's been experience. You know what I mean? Like, when, I'm, when I talk about Zhang Wei Li, she is literally a Ferrari. The only problem is that she needed those Ferrari engineers. She needed that right oil. And she came out and she got, so she got the wrestling Dude, if I was to tell you, Shmo, the stuff that she's picked up on, like, this is literally Zhang Weili 2.0. So I want you to lock your doors, hide your thugs, and give us all the roses. Because Weili 2.0 is coming for all of you. So we have Zhang Weili, and obviously the cat's out of the bag. Davison Figueredo is now coming to fight ready. To fight the trilogy, getting ready for it against Brandon Moreno, someone you have a history with too, man. So what's this all about, man? Oh, you want me to spill the beans right here, right now, Schmo? Of course, man. It is true. The rumors are true. Davidson Figueredo is coming. If you can't beat him, guess what? Join him. And he's doing he he's doing it. He's doing the right thing. Cause you know why? I used to train with Brandon Moreno. I've been I've been with Brandon Moreno for whoo. I fought him when uh, he was my main training partner when I fought Demetrius Johnson. But at the same time, I know all his tricks and all his trades. Like, a lot of people think Brandon Moreno was just all of a sudden he got cut and he got good. No, he's always been good. He's always been at the highest level. But he's always also been a mental midget. And I'm here to tell you, man, there is one time, Shmo, that I will tell you this story. Is there was one time when none of my training partners showed up. And that was, it was, I think it was like my last sparring day getting ready for Demetrius Johnson. And he was the only one there. Let me tell you something. I put a beating on Brandon Moreno for five rounds because it's different when somebody alternates and gives you that feel and they get a chance to crack you more or even get you. But when that one time nobody showed up, he knows what happened to him. It's all on tape too. So why the bad blood though? Why are you turning on him? Ah, uh, it's not. It's not it's, because you know what? Because once we got on the Ultimate Fighter, which I helped him get on the Ultimate Fighter, um, 
you know, we, we did the whole team pickings, and I happened to the the game plan was to not to pick him first because nobody was gonna pick him. Nobody knew who he was. So the strategy was to pick, you know, the number the number one guy, and then eventually pick Brandon number two. But we happened to pick the number one guy who was Alexander Pantoja, and uh, Brandon Moreno ended up getting picked. He was the last seed, so he went from number. So I, we picked him. We happened to pick the number one and the number sixteen, which was Brandon went to Team Benavides. And two days later, him and him and Alexander Pantoja ended up fighting. I even corner. I didn't even corner Alexander Pantoja. That's how like upset I was. You know, I was I was hurt by the fact that uh, I was hurt by the fact that he had to fight the guy that we ended up picking first, which was a strategy from the team. It wasn't my idea. My idea was to pick him once. Anyways, that being said, I ended up fighting Joseph Benavides. But guess who went to Joseph Benavides fighting camp to go help him train to to go help him beat me. That's right, Brandon Moreno, a.k.a. McLovin. I mean, this is the guy that literally stayed at my house, him, his family, his kids, everybody, and the exact same dude that helped me train for Demetrius Johnson, who was a fight prior to fighting Benavides, went out and helped out Benavides. So guess what? Payback's a biatch because now Davidson Figueredo hit me up, and I'm like, you know what? Come on down. I'm going to show you all the tricks and all the traits. So Triple C is returning the favor. That's what it sounds like. I'm returning the favor, baby. I'm returning the favor, Schmode. I think it's just a good storyline because Brandon knows what I'm worthy. There was that one time, too, that I wanted to fight Brandon. He's, and you know what he told me? He says, Henry, he says, I have I have too much love to fight you. This is when he was undefeated in the UFC. Like, he was a big deal. Mick Maynard, the UFC, were trying to make the fight. This is So he picked me. He picked Sergio Pe uh Pettis over me for the main event in Mexico City. So right there, like there's already kind of some animosity. Don't get me wrong. I like the I like I still like the kid, but it's personal now. I feel like I can help Davis Figueredo to come out and beat aka Brandon Moreno, aka McLovin. There it is, folks. Now it's time to transition to the bronze medal moment. It's a big boxing match this upcoming week. It's the trilogy fight. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. The Schmo's been at. These fights were going to be there Saturday evening. How do you see this all going down? And before you say this, man, did you remember what Deontay Wilder walked out to in that second fight, that whole body armor? Do you remember <laughs> what you walked out to at USC 188, that Aztec suit? Triple C, man, wardrobes. Oh, man, I'm going to have to say it. If you're going to ask me who wore it best, you know it's Triple C. None other than the Aztec warrior, Triple C. I mean, look at that thing. I mean, he even blamed his loss on that on the, on, on how heavy that damn was suit heavy. was. It's like 50, 60 pounds but or that's something. That's what I'm saying. But Triple C would never say that. I come out, I'll find a way to damn win. But anyways, I believe I think that fight is is gonna be good. It's gonna be good, but at the same time, I see the same outcome. I do believe Tyson Fury is just a big heavyweight. Deontay Wilder is tall. He does have a good right hand, but that's about it. If you take away that, that right hand, you give him some more lateral movements, and while you use that weight from Tyson Fury, I think we're going to see another knockout, Schmo. From Tyson Fury. From Tyson Fury. That's right. I mean, the great equalizer here is the big right hand of Deontay Wilder, but uh, that seems to be the biggest trick and the best trick and the only trick to get these guys out. Tyson Fury, 
I haven't seen another heavyweight who moves like that. Man, he's 6'8". He's rambunctious. He's got a great personality, too. The Schmolek's interviewing him. But the guy's got great freaking movement, and he's going to have his way. And when he got Deontay Wilder fighting off the back foot, man, which it took so many fights for fighters to realize, hey, Deontay Wilder, push him back, bully the guy, beat him at his own game. You saw a different Deontay Wilder. The schmo gives Deontay maybe about a 20 to 25% chance of winning this fight, and it's only because of that big right hand. The best knockout artist in boxing heavyweight history. That's what the schmo says. I know you got that co-host in Mike Tyson, but Deontay Wilder, man. Boom! Squad! <laughs> I tell you what, though. You know what? Uncle Mike winning, winning, winning the world championship and the youngest in history at the age of 20, his body work, he wasn't just relying on, on that one right hand. Yes. Deontay Wilder relies on ability. Mike Tyson is a true inside fighter. I mean, he's got combinations to the body, uppercuts, left hooks, right hands. I mean, you name it, schmo. Well, he is called the Bronze Bomber, and this is the Bronze Medal segment. You know, he's a Bronze Olympian, Deontay Wilder. This show segment is pretty fitting. It fits him well, man. He ain't got the go, but he did get the bronze. All right, all right. Now it's time to debut a new segment. We call this one Goaded, and we're going to stick to boxing. I just had to. You got to. We're sticking to boxing, yes, for this segment. Goaded this week, Triple C. Oh, man, Goaded. I'm just like, this is a guy that I actually, this is a guy that I look up to more than any sports athlete on planet Earth, and his name is Manny Pacquiao. I mean, what this man has been able to do in the sport of boxing, an eight-division world champion, uh, you know, eight different weight classes. The guys that he beat from Marco Antonio Barrera, Eric Morales, Oscar De La Hoya, Miguel Cotto, Margarito, I mean, Keith Thurman. I mean, this list, like, to me, he's the greatest boxer of all time because you know why, Schmo is just like me. Numbers don't lie. Eight division champion, the only one in history with eight. Eight division champion. The only shame here is he fought Floyd Mayweather way too late, 2015. Yeah. They're in the mid to late 30s, man. That fight yeah. should have happened in their prime. Yeah, seven years later, you're going to fight somebody. This is why I don't consider – I consider Floyd the greatest defensive boxer of all time. I don't even consider Floyd Mayweather the greatest welterweight of all time in boxing because he just didn't fight the best at their prime. If he really wanted to be that person like Manny Pacquiao, he would take the crown. But for that reason, it's Manny all the way. And I will say this because, you know, I don't know if you know, but Manny Pacquiao is running for president. Oh, the schmo knows in, in the Philippines. And he retired, man. I listened to his whole interview. I mean, he's thinking all kinds of 50 of his family members. I mean, it was it, you had to go listen to the whole thing. But he's giving thanks to the sport of boxing, to Freddie Roach. I mean, it's it's impressive because we're looking at the next president of the Philippines, baby! And Triple C, I don't think you know about the Schmo's history with Manny the Pac-Man Pacquiao. We broke bread at the senator's house. We had a meal. We love that Filipino food. They kept coming and coming and coming. And we also ran with him. We did like a four-mile run in Los <laughs> Angeles. You, there's, pull up that picture. We got the Schmo with his hands lifting up the number one. Then... I think he was training for Adrian Broner a few years ago. And the Schmo's been in Manny Pacquiao camps recently good old freddie roach wildcard boxing we get the COVID test we go in there we watch him man that guy's got amazing calves man and i tell you what schmo you should be honored man because you're one of the last people oh. to ever break bread and run with them because those days of him running out in los angeles at that park are done the dude is officially retired he wants to help the filipino people and that's it man congratulations to you manny pacquiao there it is, folks, and now it's time to debut the SNN, the Schmo News Now segment. <laughs> 
Do 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 do. All right, ladies and gents, we got some fight news that broke this week. Sugar Sean O'Malley's got an opponent, and he's not fighting in Madison Square Garden. He's fighting December 11th, USC 269. We love that, 26969. Ah, I hey, see, I tattoo. see. Right? And he's fighting Rolive Pollen. Pollen? Can't get that name right. Pollen. But I know that he beat, it was a decision against Kyler the Matrix Phillips, who I know trains at the MMA lab with Sugar Sean O'Malley. Striker on striker type matchup. Obviously, he wants to revenge the loss of his teammate. What do you think of that matchup? I think either one could have went, honestly. I think Sean, I think what he's lacking is just experience of, of being able to weather the storm. As we saw, he cannot take a kick, kick to save his life. I mean, he'll literally probably roll his damn ankle freaking typing. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that Brazilian is just a warrior. He doesn't have all the technique and all the tools. And if we saw that fight with Kyler Phillips, the dude just brought the heat. When you bring the heat... That makes you dangerous. Yeah, you may not have the best right hand. Yeah, you, your hook may suck. Yeah, your takedowns absolutely probably suck too. But if you come out and you fight a guy like Sean and you take that detriment, you bring that pressure, you could break him too. So let's not overlook him. And by the way, that kid is top 15. Sitting to your right, you're sitting in Volkanovski's seat, but to the right was Dan the Hangman Hooker. He's got a big fight coming up against Islam Makayachev. That's going to go down in Abu Dhabi. He's stepping up, man. Short notice fight. That's a huge news. Man, that guy's got balls. He's got balls, the hangman. He said in the schmo zone in that seat right there that he'd fight him December, January. Hey, the boss man called him up. Money talks. He's fighting October 30th, UFC 267. But that's exactly what it is. Having balls and doing for the money schmo are two different things. I actually, you know, I don't I actually don't mind Dan Hooker, but I think he's better than what he really thinks he is. He's okay, but I think uh I think Islam is just too much for him. His base of wrestling is just gonna overshadow whatever it is, whatever kicks, knees, and elbows he's trying to do. So for that reason, I gotta go with my brother. Makachev is gonna come out and he's gonna get on top of him, and that's all she wrote. Well, I guess the debut of the Schmo News Now has got Comments from the peanut gallery, but well-respected comments, of course. And the final piece is the news with Triller. They've lost this Teofimo Lopez and Cambosas fight. The Schmo doesn't think that Triller's going to be there. Triller, get your shit together! All right, all right, yeah. 2022, is it going to be a better year than 2021 for Triller? Or is it going to be the last year for Triller in combat sports? Who knows at this point? But you know what, Shmo? I do love what Triller's doing because oh, yeah. they, they are giving the they are giving the majority of the money to the fighters. I mean, Vitor Belfort made $4 million. Uh, Vander Holyfield made millions on top of that, yes, too. Yes, but how much did they lose, though? They had to pay, you know, obviously the California State Athletic Commission. They probably had to pay Staples Center. They moved the venue over there. You had to pay Trump and all that kind of stuff. Where's this money coming from, Triple C? Where's the money coming from? <laughs> I have no idea, but I'll be honest with you. That show in Florida was a spectacle. I actually enjoyed it. Too bad, so sad, is that they're running out of money, man. I think we're probably not going to be able to see Trilla that much because they just burned too many bridges with too many fighters. And uh, I, know Mo- I know Uncle Mike is not too fond of him either. All right, there it is, folks. And now it's time to debut the Ask See Anything segment. No correlation to that uh, website once upon a time that started with a J. Ask it all, baby. Ask it all. The king of cringe is here and to give it to you guys hot and ready. What's up? Yes, that's right. We went on Twitter. We asked you to use the hashtag AskSeeAnything 
and you didn't disappoint. You came in with those questions. We got the first question from Jack Edidin. If you could choose one fighter to train next, who would it be and why? I already have it. His name is Davison Figueredo. Why? Because he's fighting McLovin. And there is, uh, I think Brazil needs to rise again. And I believe that I have all the tricks and all the traits to have Davison Figueredo beat out, a.k.a. Brandon Moreno, a.k.a. McLovin. The next question's from Big O Pumpkin. Would you ever box the GOAT, Jake Paul? First of all, Jake Paul, you absolutely make me sick. But at the same time, I'm actually starting to like the little hoe. You know why? Why? Because he's bringing a lot of attention into the fighter stuff. If you know what I'm saying, Shima, we won't bring it up here. But anyways, of course, man, but that's easy money, man. This dude will not make it past three rounds. I promise you a triple C. Next question's from at Infested Joker. Do you carry a ladder around every time you need to kiss your girl? Um, not a ladder, but a stool. A stool will do, and I, I do take it. She is about four inches, four to five inches taller than me, but I tell you what, people hate the game. I thought you also got those platform <laughs> shoes, too. Don't you still rock those platform of shoes? Of course. That's on, top, that's on top of the stool that I have, so... You know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Schmo. Well, this would be a great time just to interject and just to say happily married now, Henry Cejudo. Congratulations. Ladies, I'm officially out the market. Stop sliding to my DMs because I'm officially married. And that's it. I I got married, Schmo, a couple weeks ago through the court. And we're going to do a big wedding sometime in Brazil in in the near future. So I'm excited, man. I'm already, uh, marriage is tough, let me tell you. All right, three questions. That's all we got time for today, Triple C. We're on a tight ship, man. We already blew through this time, episode two. And uh, apologized already again, but uh, you're sitting in Vulcan. Uh, can we stop bringing this dirtbag's name up? He absolutely makes me sick. Had to see you in person in Prompt show back in the Schmozone studio. We appreciate you. What's your name? I am Triple C. And I am the Schmo. We will deliver. We are out.